Hey, uh, today we are in the third week of our Bible Says series. Uh, have you been blessed by this series so far, everybody? Come on, it's been a challenging time for us. Good. We started the first message with a talk, what does the Bible say about the Bible? Where we had to decide and establish, man, we believe the word of God. It's alive and active, it's powerful, it's authoritative, it's still speaking to us. And so we, we said in the first week, we can't do a Bible Says series without agreeing that the Bible is true, and this is a base. We don't worship the Bible, but we do read the Bible and we remember the Bible. We follow Jesus, but we also follow him through his word to us, right? And then last week, week two, was what does the Bible say about Jesus? Cornerstone of our faith. There is no other way to heaven except through Christ. That's God's word. That's God's teaching. That's what Jesus himself said. He is the way, truth, and the life. And then today, we are looking at the topic, what does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? And I'm very excited for us to get into this message today, uh, specifically because of the part of the country that we're in and the, the theology that has resided in this part of the country for a long time. Uh, many of us have had some an anxiety or animosity about the Holy Spirit. We're going to work through that today and get over it together as a church. Can I hear an amen, everybody? But I've asked one of my favorite pastors in America, truly, to come and preach this word for us. He's a friend of this church. He's a friend. He and his wife, uh, Tiffany, are great friends to Stephanie and me. In fact, I've been in ministry just over 20 years, and I remember as a young ministry guy starting out in youth ministry, and I didn't know nothing about ministry when I got started in ministry. I couldn't believe my pastor hired me. But I got to go to a student ministry conference, and Herbert Cooper was the keynote speaker. And I just remember even then learning from him and being drawn to his ministry and his leadership. I followed him for a long time, and I've been friends with him for close to a decade. And I just thank God for the ministry of Herbert Cooper and Tiffany. He is the lead pastor of the People's Church in Oklahoma City, LifePoint Church. He was our uh, marriage conference speaker a year and a half ago. He and his wife, Tiffany, did that together. Would you do me a favor and get on your feet? And come on, let's give it up for our good friend, Pastor Herbert Cooper, everybody. Come on now. Love you. Hey, LifePoint, you can be seated. It is so good to be here in Clarksville and just the move of God that is happening in your church. I love an alive church. Uh, I love a church where lives are being changed like Life Point Church and uh, people are coming to know Christ. And next week uh, you're having a big baptism, 125 people or so are getting water baptized at the river. And I, I heard about that and just uh, even in the last service and it just, it touched my heart because I, I think about how many churches would like to have one person or five people baptized all year long. And in one, one service, you're going to baptize 125 people. Can I tell you, that's not normal. That's a move of God. Uh, what God's doing here is special. Come on, do you love your church? Do you love how God is moving, how God is changing lives? And through groups and through next steps and water baptism and how you're helping with missions and just lives are being changed. And I just say way to go, way to serve, way to give, way to make a difference. And I'm also very grateful that this church looks like heaven. How many know diversity in this house right here? Come on, God. Come on, how many know heaven's going to be diverse? I love that. And obviously, every great move of God, every great church is is led by people who are led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm just so grateful for your pastors, uh, Pastor Mike and Stephanie and their leadership, uh, their integrity, uh, their heart for you, uh, their heart for God. Uh, they're the real deal. 
and uh, they're friends that I can be real with, I can be raw with, and not only just the gifts, but because there are some people that are just all just ultra gifted, and you know, Pastor Mike is ultra gifted. You know what I mean? The brother can sing, can opera, and preach, do all of it. But he's just, he's a friend. He's the real deal. He loves Jesus, and he leads this amazing church, and I'm just honored to be their friends. And can we honor our pastors today? Let them know how much we love them and, and honor them. Love you. Honored to do this with you. Well, my better half is with me, my lovely wife, and we have four children. Matter of fact, this is a big year for the Cooper family. This year, our church, we started it, turned 20 years old this year, so our church is 20 years old. Here's a picture of my family, and my, my oldest son on the far left, he just graduated high school, and my wife and I drove 20 hours in the car and dropped him off at, at, in Lakeland, Florida at Southeastern University, and I, I said, I'm not going to cry. No, I'm not, no, I'm not going to cry. I cried like a baby, y'all. I cried like a baby dropping that boy off, and so... But we, got, we have four, four, four precious kids, but we just dropped one off to college. And then my wife and I, this year, it's a big year because we are married now 25 years this year. So 25 years of marriage uh, to my best friend. And I love her more today than when we first got married. I just love her more and more every single day. She's my best friend. She's the barbecue sauce on my ribs. <laughs> She's the jelly on my toast the butter on my popcorn, the hot sauce on my chitlins. I'm about to preach up in this house today. Y'all ready for the word today? Anybody, anybody love the word? Anybody ready for the word today? Well, let's dive into the word of God. I want to talk to you from this thought today. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? If I was to ask all of you and ask you there at Austin P, all the football players, if I was to, if I was to ask you who is the Holy Spirit, Spirit, I would probably get different answers. Some may say, holy who? Some may say, holy what? Some may say, holy ghost. Some may say, holy moly. Who is this guest preacher and what is he talking about? And I want us to look at what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. And I want to begin looking at Acts chapter number 19, beginning in verse number 1. It says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And a lot of people find themselves in this same place today. A lot of people have not heard about the Holy Spirit or, or they haven't heard very much about the Holy Spirit or even some have been misinformed about the Holy Spirit. And for centuries, the Holy Spirit has either been ignored or debated or misunderstood or even lied on. And if you are like me and you've been in church for years and years, you have probably heard or seen people do weird things and have weird behaviors and blame the Holy Spirit for it. I remember back in college, I was a sophomore. I was newly saved, had been saved two or three years 
and they told me that you got to go to this room because there's this guy, he is in a trance. The Holy Spirit is using him. And I thought it was kind of weird already because it was at night. How come the Holy Spirit couldn't speak to him in the daytime? It's at night, it's late, like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So you, got, you want to come? You want to come? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> come on, come on, Herbert, come on, come on. Okay, I'll come. And here we go walking on the campus, 9 and 10 o'clock at night, going, and they take me, I'll go to this corner, and he's in a room, laying flat on his back. I thought, what in the world is going on? And they said, oh, the Holy Spirit's using him. Listen, and listen, he's got a word from the Lord. Listen to him, listen to him. <laughs> the next night they say, he's there again. You want to go? No, I don't want to go. That was the weirdest thing I've ever saw in my life. And if that's what the Holy Spirit does, I don't think I want me no more Holy Ghost. That was weird. And we can see weird things and people do weird things and think that, you know what, I don't think I want to know the Holy Spirit. And today what I want to do is I want to dispel some myths today because I want you to know there are some wonderful benefits to knowing the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that you can have a personal relationship with my best friend, the Holy Spirit. So what I want to do is give you three myths about the Holy Spirit, three myths about the Holy Spirit. Come on, all of my note takers, take good notes today. For all of you that don't take notes, take notes today because I'm going to share some things that's going to help you about the Holy Spirit. Here's the first thought about the Holy Spirit. The first myth is that the Holy Spirit it's junior varsity. The Holy Spirit is junior varsity. I grew up in a little small town called Wewoka, Oklahoma, about three or 4,000 people. Who knows where Wewoka is? Just lift your hand. Who knows where Wewoka is? God bless nobody in the house today. Let one person, one person knew where we woke up. I, I see oh, somebody knows where we woke is. Let, let me help the rest of you. Here's where we woke is. We woke is right by Walika, Watumka, Sasakwa, Seminole, Holdenville, New Lima, and Bowlegs. Who knows where we woke is now? <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I'm at the wrong church today. <laughs> but my, my little hometown, we woke Oklahoma. It was a football town. And, man, the whole town would come out for football Friday night under the lights. And we were called the Wewoka Tigers coming to play football. And I remember my sophomore year, I made varsity. I didn't want to play JV. JV played on Thursday night. Don't nobody go to football game on Thursday night. Sometimes JV played on Tuesday night. Six people in the stands. I don't want to play on JV. I want to play Friday night. We woke the Tigers. We used to play Eye of the Tiger before we came out. Some of y'all too. I got my varsity jacket. Matter of fact, I took a picture yesterday. Check out that. Come on, y'all. Holla at your boy. 
Holla at your boy. Woo! We woke up football. Varsity. Got my jacket and my patch. Don't nobody want to be on the JV. It's varsity. And when it comes to God, there's this misconception that God the Father, he's varsity. God the Son, Jesus, he's varsity. But God the Holy Spirit, he's junior varsity. He plays on Thursday nights. Somehow the Holy Spirit is less important. But I want you to understand that's a myth. The Holy Spirit is not junior varsity. The Holy Spirit isn't less than God the Father or God the Son. Church, the Holy Spirit is God. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4 says, Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to human beings but to God. Notice he said earlier, you, 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 you've lied to the Holy Spirit. Then he closes it, closes it out by saying, you've lied to God because the Holy Spirit is God. He's not a lesser part of God. He's not a JV version of God. The Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit has all of the attributes of God. Did, did you realize that the Holy Spirit is eternal? That means the Holy Spirit, there never was a time that when, when he was not here. The Holy Spirit always was and always will be. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14 says, How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, come on, both locations, everybody joining us online, everybody shout eternal. Yeah, I want you to notice that the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God. Cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. He's the eternal spirit, always was and always will be. He has the attributes of God because the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. Did you realize that the Holy Spirit is how the Virgin Mary became pregnant with Jesus? This was impossible but became possible because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1 verse 35 says the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you talking to Mary and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born to you will be called the Son of God. The power of the Holy Spirit is how Mary became pregnant with Jesus. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from that grave on the third day. Romans chapter 8, verse number 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised, him, raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. Did you realize that the Holy Spirit is omnipresent? He's everywhere at the same time. Psalm chapter 139 verse 7 says, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? You can't because the Holy Spirit is everywhere. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. He's, he's all knowing. 
First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11 says, For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, check this out, no one knows except the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is all knowing. We could take you all the way back to creation. Did you realize that the Holy Spirit is creator. The Holy Spirit was a vital part of creating the heavens, the earth, and even humanity. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness, darkness covered the, the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters and the Holy Spirit was a part of creating the heavens and earth. It goes on to say in verse 26, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Notice, let us, because the entire Godhead was a part of creation. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is what Job said in Job chapter 33, verse 4. For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Job said, the Holy Spirit made me. The Holy Spirit is God. He has all of the attributes of God. Why, why, why? Because he is God. He's not JV. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's one God who exists in three persons. We call it the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're all God. They're all equal, but yet they have different functions. And all throughout the Bible, aren't you glad that you attend a Bible preaching church? I love that about your pastor, Bible preaching church. And, and I want you to see from God's word that there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God who exists in three persons. And you can just see this time and time and time again in Scripture. Let me take you to God's word and just show this to you quickly. Matthew 28 and verse number 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 3 and verse 22. And the Holy Spirit descended on him, descended on Jesus in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. This is God the Father. You are my Son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. You see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit all in one verse. John chapter 15 verse 26. When the advocate comes talking about the Holy Spirit whom I will send to you from the Father, Jesus says. The Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me. You see the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all in one verse. Acts chapter 2, verse 33, exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went 
around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. You see it again in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let me share one more verse here. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace, peace be yours in abundance. Life point over and over and over again. You see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's one God who exists in three persons. They're all equal. They're all God. And yet they have different functions understand this life point there is no junior varsity when it comes to God they're all God they're all important matter of fact look at this picture let me show it to you like this you see the father is not the son and the son is not the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is not the father the father is God the son is is God and the Holy Spirit is God and aren't you grateful there is no JV part of the Trinity aren't you grateful for God the Father are you grateful for God the Son are you grateful for God the Holy Spirit I'm so grateful that we serve a all-powerful God I, I want to expose a second myth and the myth is this that the Holy Spirit is scary and weird Scary and weird. You know, throughout 30 years of preaching now, I have seen people, they're comfortable praying to God the Father. People are comfortable with receiving Jesus into their life. But people can get nervous and uncomfortable and even freaked out by the Holy Spirit. And I just want you to know the Holy Spirit can get a bad rap, church. I think back to in college and this guy who we went to go see, he was in a trance, they said, and laying on the floor in a corner, dark, shaking, talking. I'm scared. Because let me, let me say this about myself. Get to know me a little bit here. I don't do scary. I don't like to be scared. I don't like scary movies. Growing up, I didn't want to watch Freddy Cougar. Some of you don't know what I'm talking. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I didn't want to watch Jason. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. Nee, I'm good. Don't want to watch that. That wasn't for me. I don't want to watch none of that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like scary. Don't don't jump out. You know, I don't want to be walking. Somebody jump out. Ah! I might punch you. That's not funny to me. I don't. I don't do scary. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like weird. And they were telling me, they were telling me, like, they were trying to explain to me, this is the Holy Spirit, and he's controlling him. He's in a trance. He can't control it. I was like, man, that's weird to me. Oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit. I people, the Holy Spirit, he'll make you dance. He'll make you run. He'll make you grab the tambourine. You got the pledge. You can't stop. The Holy Spirit will just make you jump. I'm like, well, man, I don't ever want you to be driving the car when I'm in it because I don't know when the Holy Spirit might make you run 
And here's what I have learned as I have grown in my faith, that the Holy Spirit does not take control of people's body and make them do weird things. Let me say this to your church. Let me help you today. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are. If you're weird without the Holy Spirit, you go be weird when you get them. <laughs> the Bible says this. The Bible says this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 32 and 33. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregation of the Lord's people. The spirit is subject to the person. In other words, the Holy Spirit doesn't take control of your body and make you shout or make you dance or make you jump. The Holy Spirit won't make you do anything you don't want to do. Understand this, the Holy Spirit is a helper, not a possessor. He will guide you. He will not control you. He will help you, not make you. Let, 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 let me show this to you in the scriptures. John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Holy Spirit came to help you out, not to freak you out. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. He helps you, not makes you. He leads and guides you, not forces you. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Holy Spirit leads your life. The Holy Spirit guides your life. You actually have to surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit. He won't make you. Understand something. The Holy Spirit leads your life. It's the devil. He's the one that possesses and controls people. His evil spirits possess people's lives. Let me show you. One verse to illustrate this for you. Luke chapter 9, verse 38 and verse 39 says, A man in the crowd called out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. A spirit seizes him and suddenly he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him and is destroying him. You see, evil spirits possess people's lives. Evil spirits control people's lives. But the Holy Spirit leads and guides people's lives. Scripture says it like this, Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And LifePoint Church, the Holy Spirit is not weird. He's your best friend. He came to help you. He came to lead you. He came to guide you. Just look at your neighbor and just say, the Holy Spirit's not weird, but you might be. Go ahead and tell them that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and tell Come on, Austin P. go ahead and tell them. Come on, football players, go ahead and tell them. Yeah, yeah, the Holy Spirit's not weird, but you might be. 
Number three, number three. Let's look at this third myth, the third myth, the third myth. Number th- the myth number three is this. The Holy Spirit is an optional part of my faith. People think the Holy Spirit is optional. They think, well, I, I've given my life to Jesus. My sins are forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm cool. I can just stop there. And then some people never get to know the Holy Spirit. They never really begin a relationship with the Holy Spirit. They never experience all of the benefits that come from knowing the Holy Spirit. And after 30 years now of preaching and following Jesus, you know what I've come to realize? I desperately need the Holy Spirit. He's not optional for me. He's vital. He's necessary. And maybe you didn't realize this, but I want you to understand, we all desperately need the Holy Spirit. Let me just give you a few reasons why. Jot this down. Number one is we need the Holy Spirit to change us, to change us. Without the Holy Spirit, we will keep living a life led by the flesh instead of being led by the Spirit. And whenever we're led by the flesh, it's obvious because when we're led by our flesh, we'll just have all kinds of sin in our life. We'll be, have bitterness and hatred. We'll have greed and addictions just rampant in our lives. And what the Holy Spirit wants to do, he wants to make us more like Jesus. You see, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to make you and I more and more like Jesus. Let me share this verse with you again. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. The Holy Spirit wants to sanctify you. That means every day he wants to make you and I more and more and more like Jesus. He wants to get rid of the bitterness out of your life, the hatred out of your life. The Holy Spirit wants to get rid of the jealousy and the greed. The Holy Spirit wants to get rid of the addictions out of your life. Every day the Holy Spirit wants to sanctify you, make you more like Jesus. I can think back when I was 17 years old. I was in a football locker room. We woke a high school football locker room. My senior year in high school at a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting. It was there in that football locker room I went for pizza. But I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it changed my life forever. I walked in that locker room one way. And I left a different person because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I went home that night and I got my cassette tapes. Who knows what cassette tapes are? If you don't, Google cassette tapes. And I smashed my cassette tapes filled with filthy music. And God began to change my life. The Holy Spirit began to work on me. Stop looking at pornography. Stop having sex outside of marriage. The Holy Spirit just messed with me and changed my life because the Holy Spirit changed changes us listen I have a hard time changing myself but the Holy Spirit well he'll change you to be more like Jesus you're struggling today you've got some hidden sin hidden addictions you got some anger problems you got some jealousy some greed can I tell you what you need is just the Holy Spirit because one of his roles 
is to make you more like Jesus. Number two is this. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says, I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. You need the Holy Spirit to guide your life. You don't want to guide your own life. You need the Holy Spirit to guide your marriage, to guide your dating, to guide your career, to guide you with your education, to guide your daily decisions. But notice that key word. It says, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. You have to let the Holy Spirit. That's why being in church is so important. That's why reading your Bible is so important. That's why being in a small group is so important. That's why getting the growth track is so important. That's why serving on the dream team is so important. Why? Because you got to let the Holy Spirit guide you. And life point, can I tell you what my desire is for you? I want you to know the Holy Spirit. So he can guide your life. Because when you get to know the Holy Spirit, you get to know his voice. You get to know his nudging. You get to know his whispers. You get to know his peace. So when you're trying to make a decision, you know, do I go there or go there? Do I, do I sell the house? Do I, do I not? Do I buy the house? Do I not? Do, do, we, do, 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 go, do I go to this college or, or not? Do I, do I date that person or not? Do, should we get married or not? When you're trying to wrestle, with life's decisions, there's no better person to help you than the Holy Spirit to let him lead your life. Number three is this. We need the Holy Spirit to use us. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we need the Holy Spirit so that you and I can be a witness. I want you to know the heart of God today. And that is when you leave this place today and you're gonna go back home and you may have a spouse that doesn't serve God or children that don't serve the Lord or a dad or a mom that don't serve the Lord, siblings who don't serve the Lord. God wants to use you to be a witness. He wants you to be light. He wants to reach your family. Students, he wants to reach people in your school, your friends, students at your school. God wants you to be, he wants you to be a witness. He, in your workplace tomorrow, God wants to use you to be a witness. God wants to use you with your neighbors to be a witness at the ball game with your kids. He wants to use you to be a witness. That you would be empowered by the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. That you could say, hey, would you come to Life Point with me? Hey, it sounds like you had a bad day today. Hey, can I pray for you? Hey, you know, I was in that place before. Man, I, I, I was able to get out of it. How'd you get out of it? Man, let me tell you a little bit how I got out of it. it. It was the Lord, and here's how he helped me. And that you would be used by God to be a witness. Can I tell you, we need the Holy Spirit to change us, to lead us, and to use us to reach people who are far from God. This is not Pastor Mike and Pastor Stephanie's job. God wants to use you to reach people in your sphere of influence with the good news of Jesus Christ, that you would be the light of the world. Would you ask the Holy Spirit today, Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, today lead me. 
Holy Spirit, use me. I ask that you would do that, Lord, for every person watching online at Austin P. Lord, here at this location, God, I pray the Holy Spirit would have his way in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, I pray that this message would take root in our life and produce fruit in how we live and how we serve you, how we talk and how we act. I pray today that a hunger for the Holy Spirit would grow. God, I pray right now that there'd be a deep desire to know the Holy Spirit better, to have relationship with the Holy Spirit. Oh God, that there'd be intimacy with the Holy Spirit that would bear fruit in how we live our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. As eyes are still closed and heads are bowed today, you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You find yourself far from God. You, you find yourself living by your flesh and you're, you're, you're addicted. You're, you're living a secret life. You're, you're full of sin and greed and wrong relationships. And I want you to know God loves you so much that he sent Jesus wants to forgive you of your sins today and if you're here today you've never given Jesus Christ your life this is your moment I'm gonna to count to three I ask you to raise your hand and I want to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus to have your sins forgiven to be on your way to heaven to begin to serve God not the devil there are others of you today that I'm talking and there was a moment in your life that you said yes to Jesus but for whatever reason you went your own way and you're a prodigal son today. You're a prodigal daughter today. And today's your day to come back home. Don't, don't keep running from God. Don't keep living the way that you're living. God loves you. Today's your day to come back home, to get right with God, begin, to begin to live for him. And the Holy Spirit's working on you right now. As I count to three, would you raise your hand high? And I'm going to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus. One, two three just lift it up today i see your hand thank you see your hand see your hands thank you so much others see your hand so awesome i see your hands there see your hands so awesome see your hand so awesome come on awesome p just lift it high online just this right that's me that's me online that's it i'm gonna ask for every hand raised right now to pray this prayer with me confess it with your mouth believe it in your heart and god's gonna wash away your sins today would you pray with me now just pray heavenly father i turn from my life of sin and I turn my life over to Jesus. I believe he's the son of God, that he died on the cross and rose again. And I place my faith and my trust in Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.